This podcast is sponsored, in part, by Fiverr. Fiverr is an online marketplace for freelance services. Click the affiliate link in the show notes, and if you purchase anything from Fiverr, you're not just supporting freelance small business owners. You're also helping to support the spreading of the gospel all around the world through Christian Fellowship Ministries, to stop human trafficking through Operation Underground Railroad, and getting Bibles and supplies to the persecuted church through Voice of the Martyrs. Fiverr, it starts here. By the Fire Podcast presents The Heart Speaks. Written and performed by Dave Smale. Chapter 17 Glenda Pershing Keisha and Tyrone sat across the table from the recently quote-unquote retired Glenda Pershing. The restaurant, a small eatery called Pop's Diner, had been a favorite of the Bowman's when Jella was alive. That was because kids under 12 ate for free. Pop's was a 1950s-style diner with a modern twist and an impressive menu. The ambiance fittingly smelled of burger grease and fry oil. It didn't appear retirement had slowed Glenda down in any way. She'd simply channeled her limitless energy into other things. Between her knitting club, reading club, tennis lessons three times a week, and the book on classical education she was writing, Tyrone wondered how she'd made time to pencil them in for lunch. I've always got time for good people, Glenda said. Tyrone conveyed the info he'd learned earlier that day from DePaulo. Glenda listened intently, nodding at certain points of the account, grinning at others. When he finished, she replied, Welcome to the politics and the educational system. Think it only happens at public schools? Think again. Folks are always jockeying for position. Teachers, administrators, guidance counselors. Let me tell you, they can be some of the most vicious dog-eat-dog people you ever met. Sound like some cops I knew. Guess they got him in every profession, Tyrone replied. Glenda nodded. Indeed. Now let me also tell you what's about to happen. The teachers that quit last year have come back, but others who stayed just learned about what happened today the same way you did, right? Right, Tyrone replied. You're about to see some different teachers quit, she said definitively. Think so? Tyrone asked. I know it. And it's going to happen quick as a knife fight in a phone booth. This isn't my first rodeo, Glinda said, a cunning grin crossing her lips. So best advice I can give is stay put. Stay put? Tyrone asked. Shouldn't I get out while I can? No. If you stay, a classroom position will open very soon. Frida will need to put you in there until she finds someone else. It'll be just like before. When she left and you took over her class, only now you've got a credential. Do a good job and she can't get rid of you. Then after a few years, if you want to switch schools, you have some experience under your belt. Tyrone nodded. I mean, okay, sound like a plan. And don't worry about Frida DiPaolo. She won't last. 
she doesn't have the stomach for it. Like my mama used to say, her cornbread ain't done in the middle. It's a hard job. The students are wonderful, but the parents, they'll try you. I only made it as long as I did by the grace of God. Frida hated when I'd give God credit for the school's success. Really? Tyrone said, unsurprised. Oh yeah, want to really gum up her hair? Tell her to have a blessed day. The Bowmans laughed. You'll do fine. You already are. It's why I hired you. I knew you had potential, Glinda said. By the way, I just want to thank you, Keisha said, for giving him a chance. You know, after everything happened with our daughter and with me and him losing his job, Keisha stopped choking with emotion. Tyrone put an arm around her. Glenda reached across the table, placing her aged hand over Keisha's young one. You guys are young. It'll work out. You'll see, Glenda said. Plus, Glenda leaned forward, cupped her mouth, and whispered, God is good. You remind me of a friend of ours, Keisha said. Oh? Yeah. Doesn't she, Ty? Who you thinking about, Tyrone asked. Sister Joy. Tyrone pondered for a minute, then said, Man, he said slowly, Yeah, I mean, beside the fact that she black. She used to be a teacher, too, you know that? Keisha said. Really? Nah, I didn't. Just how old is this Sister Joy? Asked Linda. Well, I don't know. Late 70s, I think. You'd never know. She a firecracker. Glenda looked thoughtful. Does she have a southern quip for just about everything? Oh, yeah, Tyrone said. Keisha nodded. Last name Haskins? Asked Glenda. Hmm. I don't know. Everyone just call her Sister Joy, Keisha said. I think, yeah, I think that her last name, Tyrone said. Is she a widow? Glenda asked. They nodded. I know her. We taught together for a long time, years ago. Tell her Glenda says hello. In fact, give her my number. I'd love to catch up with her. Their food arrived. Tyrone and Keisha had both ordered salads. Glenda's chicken bacon avocado club sandwich looked big enough for two construction workers. Tyrone figured she'd eat a tenth of it and take the rest home to nibble at for a week. Glenda was no more than five foot seven and 150 pounds. But to his surprise, she removed the bread, then polished off the whole thing. Dang, where you put all that? He asked, pointing at her empty plate. Right here, she said, flexing a bicep and smiling. Here's a tip from a young old lady. You can retire, but stay active. Keeps your metabolism up. Eat good food. Stay away from starch and sugar. Eat like a farmer, I guess you could say. Wish I could have convinced my late husband of that. Maybe he'd still be around. Astonished and embarrassed, Tyrone realized he knew next to nothing about his former boss's personal life. This was his first discovery that she was a widow. I'm so sorry, Keisha said. When did he pass? Oh, 21 years ago this past August. He had dementia, which led to kidney failure. Tyrone looked confused. Kidney failure from dementia? He inquired. Didn't think those two were connected. They are if you can't remember if you took your cholesterol and blood pressure meds. 
so you take all the pills from both bottles in one day. Keisha and Tyrone winced. Oh my gosh, Keisha said. Wow, I'm sorry, Tyrone said. Thank you, and for what it's worth, I'm sorry for your loss, Glenda said. The Bowmans nodded in thanks. As for us, it all started when Henry, he was my husband, was laid off from his job at the shipyard. After 34 years, they just cut him loose like he'd only been there two weeks. To go from working full-time for over three decades to having nothing to do, well... Glenda trailed off, collected herself, then continued. He tried to find a job, even part-time, but no one would hire him. After maybe six months of that, he gave up. Then he just... He got so depressed. Started watching TV all day. A lot of senior citizens wither away or start drinking. Not Henry. He started eating. He'd been fairly healthy up to that point, but next thing I knew, he put on a hundred pounds, got high blood pressure, and could barely walk. Then the dementia set in. From there, it was less than two years until he was gone. Sixty-six years old. The reason I'm telling you this is if Henry would have found work somewhere after being laid off, things would have turned out different. I'm sure of it. That's one of the reasons I stay active. It's why I hired you. No one was going to hire you after you'd been all over the news. In a way, you were in the same situation as my late husband was. Well, like she said, Tyrone said, motioning to Keisha. Thank you. I'm just sorry it came with such, I mean, consequences for you. Ah, Glenda said, batting the air. I was ready to move on anyway. I'm having the time of my life. Plus, I think my 40-something tennis coach has a crush on me. And why wouldn't he? You a fox, Keisha said. Or maybe a cougar, Glenda said, miming a cat's claw. They all shared a laugh. On their way home, Tyrone's cell buzzed. He fished it from his pocket and checked the screen. The number was one he didn't recognize. Telemarketer? Keisha asked. Yeah, or robocall, he said. Oh, those are my favorite, Keisha said. I got one about my student loan the other day. You got a student loan? He asked. No. They laughed as he pressed the ignore button and set the phone on the center console. Tyrone mused on how glad he was to have Keisha home. With all they'd been through, he'd almost forgotten about her wonderful sense of humor. Can't believe she knows Sister Joy, Tyrone said. I know, right? Keisha responded. They both so funny. Seconds later, the phone buzzed again. A short buzz this time. The supposed telemarketer had left a voicemail. Man, Tyrone said, I hate when the robocall leave voicemail. It's like, press one to speak with one of our representatives. You'd think with all the technology, they would know when a voicemail answers. Yeah, but if they ain't smart enough to do something else for a living, they definitely ain't smart enough to think about something like that. <laughs> true, true, he replied, chuckling. Tyrone pulled into the driveway and parked. On their way in the house, he checked the voicemail. To his surprise, it wasn't a robocall. Greeny! 
The unmistakable voice of his partner Jerry said, I'm in town for a bit. Couldn't stay away from Duck Donuts. Give me a call. Thanks for listening to The Heart Speaks. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I'll be back next week with another chapter. Until then, God bless and thank you. This is a work of fiction. Names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents are either the products of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental.